You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. So you'll appreciate this. I don't think you've seen the movie. I know I haven't seen the movie, but in the... Which which movie? Gemini Man. Oh. The new movie of Will Smith, where it's Will Smith versus Will Smith. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Apparently, there's a line in it that goes as follows. It's not gun time. It's coffee time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... From the trailers that I remember seeing, it's Will Smith, like an old Will Smith, like current Will Smith, mm. versus CGI face Will Smith, right? Yes. So what? at what point in time would he say, it's not gun time, it's coffee time, woo! So I imagine, <laughs> I imagine there's like a guy, he's sitting with him at a table, right, and they're ordering mm. breakfast or something, and the lady brings out the coffee, mm. and he's like... Will Smith, he's got a gun to his face. You're going to tell me exactly what I want to know about the Gemini man. And he's looking at the gun. He goes, my man, it's not coffee. It's not gun time. It's coffee time. And he throws the coffee in his face. And he goes, ah! And then he takes the gun and shoots him. Just kidding. It's gun time. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably better written dialogue <laughs> than what's in that movie. Aw. I haven't seen it, but from what I hear, it's got a lot of crazy things like that. It looks like a total 90s movie. That's uh, It's funny enough that you say that. The podcast that I listen to pretty regularly called Double Toasted, big influence for me, by the way, they said exactly that. They said it was like, you know, think John Woo face-off. But at least mm. face-off had, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Cage. Cage and John and Travol- Did you John- know they're remaking face-off? Yes. Uh, <sighs> Why? Yeah, nothing's off limits. Nope. Nothing no, is off nothing limits. Nothing is Adam. sacred. Nothing is off limits. But you know what is sacred? What is? And you know what time it is. <gasps> it's not gun time, John. It's coffee time. Yeah. Cheers. Woo, cheers. And also, cheers to us. We're back on Ooh. G4D, a.k.a. <coughs> Whoa, uh-oh. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, yeah, sorry. John hasn't had coffee in a while, so it kind of uh, hit apparently. him quick. Ooh, yeah. Do you feel I, the, I am so sorry. That's okay. Do you feel the spice? Uh, yeah. Actually, that's exactly what it was. I was not expecting that. So l- let's try that again before we go into the <laughs> coffee here. I'm very, very sorry. G for day. G for D, a.k.a. We're not in Canada. <laughs> Grounds. For discussion. discussion. <laughs> We're not in Canada. G A D. G for D. Um... <laughs> that was clever that was good the guy with all the jokes the world's okayest barista adam how you doing buddy I'm doing great john how are you i i, you, I am you feeling okay after choking coffee. on that coffee there <laughs> i am very sorry i was not expecting that i'm sorry yeah we're drinking coffee from downtown credo this is their mexico blend which has notes of lemon dark chocolate and chili pepper, sweet cocoa, and clove. So it definitely has a little tinge of spice to it. I think that's what I was not expecting. And 
I, I know it probably doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement after I choked on it a little bit there, but it is really great. It is great. It is very flavorful. Uh, I feel like, is it Credo, Credo? I call it Credo. Okay, we'll call it Credo because Credo would be two E's. That's my assumption. Right? Like Credence, Creed. Like, yeah. Yeah, Credence, like Credence, water yeah, 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 revival. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this is excellent stuff. Really, really like going there. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, it was really good. I had a really great experience. I was about to buy those beans, and the barista there was like, "Do you want to try them before you buy them?" I'm like, "Sure." And she pulled me an espresso shot. Mm. It was very good. We did like a, so basically we took a sip of like Perrier water, it's mm. like seltzer water to get like a clean cleanse palate. And oh my gosh, did a little shot, and I could really like taste the spice. The, 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 let, let's go look at the hipster-o-meter right over here, folks. Ah, uh, yep. We're <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> yes, it was very good. I love that place. It's a good little study area. I love their pay-what-you-want model. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm kidding about the hipster remark. I, I, it, I, I think that's, that's cool that they think of those things, you know. I mean, you definitely won't see that on comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, my God. <laughs> My coffee's spicy? Oh my god. Chris Rock, have you ever had spicy coffee before? <laughs> oh man. Good stuff. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned going to a coffee place recently. I need to add this to the gram for G4D. But I went to Paloma Coffee for the first time the other day. Oh, finally. Yep. Yep. Nice. Yep, went went with the fam and you know, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> got some lemonade for my daughter uh-huh. it went everywhere on the oh, floor no. i felt so bad there i am like trying to pick up lemonade that's spilt <laughs> on the floor with these tiny like paper thin napkins right i i felt so bad yeah oh. you know it's, it's it's what happens when you're a baby and when daddy doesn't think properly and <laughs> gives her the giant <laughs> cup of lemonade to kind of drink from that's well, so, all good yeah yeah it's all good yeah it's so all good. um paloma coffee over windermere yes sir. They, they brew panther coffee out in miami and i got the americano blend with ice in it Ooh. so i i wanted some iced coffee it was a, it was a beautiful day but it was still hot yeah so, so sometimes i don't want it hot and in that case, I'm glad I did the cold. Really cool looking place. They're playing some jazz too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very Instagram worthy there. Oh, I would think they so. Have like a little like nook in the corner, a little window that looks right out on the main boulevard there. You know, yeah. It's a it's a it's a nice little area too, and it seems like it's it gets some good foot traffic there too as well, which is always nice to see. Yeah. So. And yeah. they brew Panther coffee, which is excellent. Oh yeah. Big fan of Panther Coffee. Oh. Although I saw that Publix is selling Panther Coffee now. Interesting. Yeah. I know they started selling uh, Buddy Brew as well. Yes. And, you know, I made sure to check uh, the dates because... Yes, always any... check the dates because if you're going to spend $16 on coffee, you got to make sure it's fresh. It, I think it was from, like, either earlier this month or, like, late September. So that's okay, right? Yeah. It's, you know, ideally, you know... if. There's other places you can get fresher coffee, but you know if it's anywhere from ten to fourteen dollars, that's acceptable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, of course, the the fresher it is, the better it'll taste. But you know, you don't want to drink month old roasted coffee. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, but it won't be as optimal. But you probably we won't notice the difference, honestly. The thing is, I do notice a difference, though. You say that, and I've. And recently I've had coffee that was 
fresh from bag, grinded up beans, all that good stuff, mm-hmm. and coffee that was from Keurig. And let me tell you. Oh, Keurig ye- is, yeah, oof. I don't, mm, I don't want to bash anybody who does it. I get it. Everybody's got a different coffee routine. I don't want to be judgmental. We make jokes, but, you know, you can have your coffee however you want. We don't prefer it that way, obviously, on this show. Um, and the reason being is because there definitely is a taste difference. Well, the problem with Keurigs, too, is there's so much buildup that, you know, comes out of it. And most people switch out pods every day. And, you know, you don't let it cycle through to clean out the gunk that's already in it and the flavor. So you're getting all these weird flavors. Plus, it's the same amount of grounds no matter what water ratio you use. So mm. it's still not going to taste, you know, if you use a six ounce versus an eight, the same amount of beans so the six ounce is going to taste super super bitter rather than the eight ounce which will taste a little watered down because it's not the right ratios and you know it's just you know see this is why we have this podcast this is why so we have to drop some knowledge yeah the other thing that we're going to be dropping is two reviews yeah we're, we're going to be reviewing the latest albums from nick cave and the bad seeds and danny brown I'm excited to talk to you about both these albums. I know they're completely different styles of albums. <laughs> yes, extremely different. Extremely different. But I think they're both worth talking about on this show. Um, you know, especially since I feel like with both of these artists, they may not be the same stylistically, but they definitely have their own niche. Like they, these are two very unique artists on their own. That's I for think. sure. Yeah. Like nobody else really sounds like them. Might be imitators, but they're on their own level yeah so why don't we dive right into nick cave and the bad seeds first with the latest album ghostine i feel like you're probably going to be more well equipped do you kind of want to give a little breakdown of who nick cave and the bad seeds are oh boy kind of a little high level overview yeah so nick cave is a english artist the piano savant extraordinary singer um very they kind of started off as a punk band outlet and it kind of grew into this more melodic expression kind of music and style with like you know a lot of beautiful poetry kind of woven into these like harsh melodies and then you get to albums like the bowman's call which is some say his best album which it's very good i don't know if it's his best but it's definitely up there but it kind of stripped back all the layers that the bad seeds were doing and let nick cave kind of express this breakup through you know songs about love and god and just people in general and it's a beautiful beautiful album it's one of my favorites but um ever since then he's kind of you know done other things like that um this album kind of comes three years later after skeleton tree which came out around the time um, his son passed away. He was, I believe his name was Arthur Cave. Um, he was around 15 years old and he fell off a cliff and died. I believe he was on some kind of heavy drug. So this album, more than the last one, kind of influenced a lot of the lyrics and the emotions and feelings he was going through, um, where Skeleton Tree kind of had some themes of, you know, death and loss and things like that. But this kind of completes the trilogy of the last three albums he's done with Push the Sky Away, Skeleton Tree, and then finishing off with Ghostine. Mm-hmm. 17th album, too, as well. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 17 albums. And let me say, his voice is just... Uh, it's... Is it John Cale from in Velvet Underground? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has big John Cale vibes. So Yeah, I could if, see that. If you, you know, kind of like that very, you know, baritone kind of powerful voice. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those kind of voices that like, I, I, you know, we, we know people who would be like, ah, oh, I can't stand this guy's voice. Yeah. But I, for, for me, it absolutely works with the music oh, that yeah. it creates. Yeah. Nick Cave definitely, you, you, it's there. Yeah. Um, so I'll kind of dive right into my initial thoughts right here. Yeah. Um, I think really quick too, we can say that, um, the album is kind of broken up into two parts. Mm. So the first part, um, is kind of more, mm, not melodic, but kind of just like more song structure where the Mm -hmm. last three couple songs is like the second part where it's mostly lyrics and kind of like spoken poetry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's the eight tracks that compromise the main album itself and then one two three tracks afterwards yeah yep so <laughs> so you were telling me you first listened to this song this album at work yes oh my um, god <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um you know i was kind of just head down getting through a lot of good stuff at work and i had this on just as something in the background to kind of like you know get me focused and man, did this hit like a ton <laughs> of bricks. Um, whew. Yeah, this, that was probably a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually I try and listen to the albums that we review on this show at least twice. There's only been a couple of times here or there where I can't make it through an album more than once. And that's really on the ones that are bad. But we usually don't review albums that are flat out bad. Occasionally we have. <laughs> Occasionally we do. But but this is not one of those. So so don't get me wrong. I have nothing but great things to say about this. But I couldn't listen to this a second time because it just weighed so heavily on me. It's yeah. It is just. I think you put it best. It's so heavy. It's so emotionally impacting. And man man oh man did i just want to go and hug my daughter like right after listening to this yeah like i just kind of felt like man this is just this is a lot to take in because this deals with life and death and learning to cope with it 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 at points can be beautiful but also just like downright overbearing yeah nick cave has this way with words where he just takes like the most complicated subjects and just summarizes them so beautifully and so eloquently in musical form. And he successfully does that in this album with the heavy topics that it, that it talks about. Yeah. There, there are no like weirder songs on this. Like these are all very personal. Yeah. And I think the thing that I definitely appreciated about with it being more personal was that like, all right, I'm not going to get, too complicated with the instrumental aspect this is very minimal this is very ambient at points i felt yeah. like too like sometimes these songs are just like we don't need to evolve the instruments in the song like we don't need to have like the highs and the lows yeah it can just kind of stay at this even plane because really it's the lyrics that are important yeah, and that comes across too in some of like the synthesizers they use and the sound mm-hmm. effects. It's very Agreed. S- simple and rudimentary kind of sounds and styles. Very similar to um, Boatman's Call, actually. There's one song, I believe it's called, um, what was it? Oh, Brotman Ordery. But mm-hmm. um, it, it has this very kind of like tingy sounding like drum beat. And it's like, 
it sounds like baby's first like drum beat almost like on a drum machine but like it evolves in the song and just makes sense in the complex so while some of the synthesizers here sound very simple and plain you're mostly focusing on nick cave's lyrics and almost like kind of helps break away from what he's talking about yeah i mean and these lyrics are easy to identify with in certain ways because he's got a line here at one point where he says we're also sick and tired of seeing things as they are horses are just horses and their manes aren't full of fire the fields are just fields and there ain't no lord like oof. like this is just <laughs> he has come into terms with things yes it's 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 pretty much just trying to say like you're not going to get answers to the questions that you have for the really tough questions in your life and you just have to accept that that's how it is yeah and yeah i mean i mean (laughs) there's a lot of great lyrics like that on this um you know and i and i think there's definitely a struggle on this album with his relationship with god too Mm -hmm. in a way like you know just trying to come to grips with like you know what we associate with god like why would this happen why would he allow something like this to happen Mm -hmm. um it's just one of those kind of things where you're listening to the album and you feel you're getting a full scope of him going through the grieving process and kind of going through some of the elements that you would where you know there's denial and there's acceptance there's also songs where like he uses different analogies to kind of just describe the moments of what was going on and him just imagining more moments. I feel like with his son, mm-hmm. I don't know if you picked up on that. I don't know if I yeah, misread I, that wrong. I feel like too, you know, the album cover kind of gives this like, it's a beautiful scenery and I feel like it's his ideal of like what his son is experiencing now that, he could be in heaven or just, you know, in another place and he's trying to make peace with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost trying to find beauty in life again. Yeah. Because he knows he can't understand why it happened or have the answer for it, but it's his way of coping with it and trying to accept it. Yeah. Because you're right. It's completely the opposite of what you end up hearing on this album. Completely the opposite. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's misleading, but I guess that's intentional, right? So yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what more to say, not because, you know, there's, there's not a lot to talk about this album. I just think that like, you need to listen to it yourself. Yeah. That's one of those you kind of have to check out. Yeah. Um, so I'll go right into my final thoughts here. Um, I, I, there always seems to be like one or two albums every year where it's like, I recognize how beautifully done this album is. It is phenomenal. It's worth all the praise that it's getting from a viewer, from reviewers and fans alike. But I don't know if I could ever listen to it again. Like that David Bowie album, his final album, Black Star. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, who was that singer who unfortunately lost his wife to cancer? Oh, my gosh. Um. I, oh, oh he married that celebrity oh my god yeah, he married i know i was Michelle thinking Williams. yes i was thinking yeah. oh man it's 
it's it's it's one of those it's one of those kind of albums where it's like this is a lot to take in from an emotional aspect it's one of those kind of things where it's like you are going to get hit hard do not expect to come out of this album without feeling some kind of like deep emotional response because man man oh man does it just hit you in ways that i honestly just wasn't expecting like this is very honest of him and it's also very revealing of him too from 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 a songwriting perspective um the, the, there's no denying that the minimal aspect i think works in its favor because it allows the album to kind of be a bit more serene without like really trying to distract from what the message is of his lyrics so i i teeter back and forth from what my final review is going to be i I, and i have a feeling you're probably going to go with the latter Mm -hmm. on this one here i was going to give it a gotta have it but i i mm, mm. (laughs) because it's difficult because i don't know if i gotta have this album I i think i'd be fine like just sticking with an own it here yeah um that that's not to say it it doesn't deserve a gotta have it if you end up giving it that um i mean who knows i i, I could be completely wrong here i don't want to speak for you but i i i just i yeah it's just it's one of those kind of things where like i have to recognize the beauty of this album and i have to recognize the fact that this is very well done it's just not an everyday album yeah and it's just an album where like you have to be in the right mood for it mm-hmm. um and i do think like that's ultimately where i land with, with my review I, ho- I hope that doesn't no no I, I totally understand what you're saying so okay the first guy you were talking about was phil everlum in mount erie that's so he right. wrote a very different album um about his uh, wife who passed away from cancer and that album was haunting in a different way just because he experienced he, exp- he didn't use a lot of metaphors. He clearly no. explained what was happening and, you know, explaining the whole process, how he's dealing with it, how he's going to deal with his child with it. This album is a little different in that regard where it's kind of like he let Nick Cave lets the music speak and kind of takes you into this atmospheric realm of what his emotions are and feeling. I, I'm going to say, I agree with you on the own it. It's one of those, like, I would love to have this record and I would not mind listening to it, but you got to be in the right mindset for it. Yeah, you do. And there's other Nick Cave albums that fill that. I am sad, but I can listen to this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like Boatman's Call, for instance. <laughs> I want music that's going to make me sad, but not that sad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's not, I mean, that what he set out to accomplish with this album definitely does it. I think the last three tracks are beautiful ghosting in particular with the ambient instrumentals and kind of getting to that end poetry part. I think, I I think that's where this album really excels is those last couple tracks. Some of it, you know, it gets not repetitive per se, but like, it's like, okay, there's like, I want maybe a different sound here and there, but I think the album beautifully accomplishes what it wants to do and how it does it. So I'm going to give it a note it as well. Okay. You can't go wrong with Nick cave. No, no, you, you can't. I mean, I definitely recommend, 
checking it out if that sounds like something you'd and honestly i'd be fine with an all poetry album yeah jazz music or something like that just ambient tones and him just reading poetry yeah i agree with that yeah and also um i know nick cave is on tour and he i think he's doing like a like a ask me anything almost where he's inviting people to ask him questions so if you're ever bored one day or just you know, want some good answers to things. Look up like Nick Cave answers like teenagers or answers questions because like he has some really good responses to a lot of things. You know what? I remember you showed me something and I thought it was like just very eloquent of him. Yeah, he's he said back. He's very honest too. Um, I think the most recent one was there was one about um, I think it was a girl who was upset with her body image, and she was like, "Have you ever experienced this before?" And he. I can't even summarize what he said because it was just so like, you need to read yeah. one of those things. That one was really good. There's another one where there was like a 15 year old and he was saying like, I'm the only person I know who listens to Nick cave and the bad seeds and like likes weird music. It's like, am I doomed forever? Or like, am I too weird or like blah, blah, blah. And he answered that really well. So yeah, good guy, Nick cave. Yeah. Yeah. No, good, good, good guy. Nick cave. Indeed. Um, completely agree. Now, we're going to totally switch up tones here because I think our next artist here is like probably the complete opposite. <laughs> For sure. We, we had a very serious album and this is a not so serious album whatsoever. Uh, it's got a couple. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. Yeah. I would say it's not not serious. It, it's a different tone. Yes. different. There tone. are some serious yeah. elements to it, which we can jump into at the end. Yeah. So this is our next review, which is Danny Brown. The album, you know what I'm saying? All one word and question mark there. So for those of you who do not know, Danny Brown is a Detroit rapper. He's very much, you know, kind of blew up thanks to social media. He, you know, talks about in a lot of his songs about dealing with drug dealing and drug taking. It's a very wicked sense of humor. He could be vulgar. He could be crass. He can just be all over the place. He's very much a rapper that's very unique and kind of his own level. He's got kind of like a hyena style. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it's like a comedic MF doom kind of thing. Like you can definitely tell he's a big nerd, you know, Mm -hmm. he's just, he's so unique and he's on warp, which, you know, that's one of my favorite, if not my favorite record labels right there, you know, you know, so many great artists there. I, I won't go into it because I think people can deal with the show without me mentioning <laughs> this band <laughs> once. Well, we have it once. in three weeks, so just go ahead and say it. All right. It's the same record label that has Boards of Canada. Yeah, yeah there, there we is. go. Get out your bingo cards. <laughs> so, yeah. And he had a phenomenal record that came out in 2016 called Atrocity Exhibition. Uh, really kind of just took his craft to the next level. It's one of those rap albums that I think was regarded as one of the best of the year. And I think just kind of goes down as just kind of a pinnacle of his career. So he's following up that album with something I'd say that's probably more in line with his earlier stuff. Yeah, and this album had a lot of hype to it too because of um, who produced it. Yes. Good old Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this this is very much probably a much more straightforward album from him. But I do think we're going to have some fun things to say about this album. 
So why don't you take it off with your final, not your final, your initial <laughs> thoughts. We're not going to do it backwards. Yeah, I, I definitely like this album. I think there's some good moments on it. I, I think it starts off, dare I say, a little weak and kind of progressively gets a little better as it goes along. But overall, it's a fun little rap album. I, I It's hard to say. I, I can definitely see where Q-Tip influence the album especially in the instrumentals all the instrumentals on this album are incredible with Mm. a lot of jazz elements which i really like Um, one of the songs actually has like a drum solo like right at the end and it feels like it's about to pick up into another song and kind of like immediately stops and i really wish it kept going or like (laughs) did something different at the end but yeah yeah, it felt like a short album didn't it it was yeah it was only about 30 minutes so yeah 34 minutes Mm -hmm. it went pretty quick but you know it kind of starts off a little slow and kind of picks up at the end i felt yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I think I was into it from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, I don't think it started out slow for me, but I definitely do think that this is one of those albums that gets better with each listen. Yeah. Um, I, I think he decided to really change up not necessarily his style, but his flow a little bit. Like there are some tracks here where he just kind of decides like, all right, I'm really just not going to stick with a flow. In a way, it's almost going to be kind of very much like the equivalent of it was very experimental in yes. the beginning which very, is maybe, very much like free jazz you know just kind of like i'm gonna switch it up i'm almost gonna be like talking at points yeah and then i'm gonna go into spitting some bars exactly and yeah. i think i enjoyed those tracks more than the improv kind of style mm-hmm. of because i feel like when you have jazz music in the background and you're improvising on top of the jazz i feel like it's just kind of contradicts itself a little much and doesn't like flow right which is probably why i connected with the later half of the album than the beginning half and i like that he worked with someone like q-tip on this album because not only is q-tip a personal hero of his but this album definitely kind of has some old school elements in it not like on the surface but just kind of underlying oh yeah totally um where you know q-tip when he was with the Tribe Called Quest, obviously had all those jazz influences there. I, I feel like there's an underlying jazz current to this record. Oh, easily, yeah. Which just kind of elaborates my earlier point about the free jazz comment. But yeah, I think this album just has such a unique flow. The lead single that came off this album, first single rather, I should say, was Dirty Laundry. And this is just very like, a very odd beat in that it kind of doesn't exist like the like the 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 drum beat doesn't exist throughout the whole track yeah it just like kicks in at certain points and it doesn't it kind of um what, what what's the word that i'm looking for it's kind of unexpected when it kicks in like he's like rapping but he doesn't really have too much of like a drum beat behind it and then all of a sudden like it just kicks in at that like perfect opportune moment right along with what he's rapping and i just think that's just smart um producing there yeah no the album is produced beautifully and that's yeah. probably its strongest suit i would agree um and we got some great guest stars on here too run the jewels yep which is a pretty um, solid track the, the danny brown was on track of run the jewels previous album uh, rtj3 uh we've also got jpeg mafia on here we got blood orange too as well mm-hmm. um am i missing somebody else was there anybody else who's a feature on this 
Um, can't remember. Oblong Jar? Oh, I've, yes, I've yes. I've never actually heard of him before. Uh, I never have either. He shows up on two songs here, and he, and he adds something very interesting to this album. I think one of the more interesting songs that he's on is Belly of the Beast. And this is one of those songs that has one of those kind of beats where, like, no rapper does this kind of stuff. No rapper is like, yeah, I just want a sample of a guy going, Oh, you know, yeah, it's like this weird and angelic chorus, and I like that a lot. That was I love fun. that kind of stuff. He, he had a beat similar to this one, kind of similar to this one on the previous album, where it was like, <laughs> I'm like Cobrick with two bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I love his voice. I know there are people who don't, but I, oh, I, no, I, 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 gen- think, I generally do. I think it adds to his style, it does, it really does. Um, you know, I, I think. I think for me, where it kind of slows down a little bit is on the title track. You know what I'm saying? That one really doesn't have a like prototypical song structure. Yeah, it's just kind of him like doing the like you know, I'm gonna make a statement about something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's almost spoken word. Yeah, in a way, and in. I guess maybe it fits and for what he was going for in this album. He kind of talked about this being a stand-up album, hmm. but yeah, yeah, he, he just, he didn't want to be like overly lyrical right. on that song. And I just felt like, eh, it's kind of a missed opportunity on a short album there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm dominating it here. No, just, you're good, man. Okay. All right. I, t- t- please feel free to, to jump in. Yeah. I think the track best life is a standout as well. Yeah, I'd say the last couple tracks, you know, were kind of my favorite. Best Life, um, Combat also was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. the, la- the closing track was excellent. Agreed. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah I I, th- I, think this album, it's not as much of a revolution as Atrocity Exhibition was. So this is pretty much just him kind of just being like... It's like a, he's having fun. Yeah, this is definitely a I'm just going to have fun album. Because, yeah. I mean, between... That atrocity exhibition in this album, like he's got teeth fixed up, cut his hair. You know, I was actually talking about that with my good buddy uh, Mirza, um, and he, you know, he he mentioned those things to me, and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. And I f- felt like I should I should bring that up. So shout out to Mirza for pointing that out. This is very much like Danny Brown kind of getting a little bit more mature, hmm. but still not being ashamed of who he is. Yeah, like. It's like, hey, I'm a little bit older. But a little bit wiser. I'm, yeah. And, and, and I might be a little bit mature, but not enough that I can't have fun on this album. Yeah. The, 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 he, he, he does just so many interesting things um, on this album. Some things that are just really unexpected and just don't follow the usual kind of song structure or flow that you would see on a rap album. I, 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 just, I just love that about this guy. Right. So, um, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't think we really have much to say. We can jump in our yeah. final thoughts here. Yeah, I was. I think it's taking a, it right away. Yeah, about to say the same thing. It's a really fun, solid rap album. If you like jazz, if you like any part of jazz in your rap music, this is definitely for you. Um, it's produced beautifully. Q-Tip does a great job, and I hope he does more with him. Um, for me, just personally, like I kind of said the last couple tracks kind of did more for me than the beginning ones did just with flow and style i feel like some of the you know the rapping was pretty decent on the first couple tracks but it kind of picks up towards the end for me Mm -hmm. but overall i think i'm gonna give this one a solid download it 
I'm going to go with Unown It. Oh, okay. Um, the more I listen to this, the more I enjoy this album. Um, I don't want to compare it to the previous album, Atrocity Exhibition. I'm sure there's going to be some people who are going to come into it hoping that it reaches the height of that album. I, I don't think you can. I think this is very much just Danny trying to keep on pushing his boundaries, but at the same time stay into the core of who he is. Yeah, and I imagine he would want to do the exact same thing he did before because then people would compare it, so he's trying to branch out, try something new, you know? And the previous album, I think, had a lot of personal aspects. Like, you know, talked about, like, drug dealing and drug taking. Like, that was that was a rehab album of sorts. This one is like, okay, I've come off of all that stuff, and I'm trying to learn how to enjoy life again. Right. Um, but he still does it with his trademark sense of humor and wit. And he just keeps on finding new ways to just constantly push himself from a rapping aspect because he he there are some points where i could see someone looking at this or rather listening to this album and being like that's kind of weird how he rapped that but that's what i that's what i love about him it's like okay he decided here like i'm not gonna i'm gonna be almost like off kilter right i'm not really gonna follow the the beat you know exactly on time yeah Um, which makes it more experimental and more interesting yeah exactly and i'm always excited for what he does and yeah that's that's why it's it's getting a note from me i i i this has already got a lot of playing time for me and it's just it's just a fun album from beginning to end i don't i don't well i don't think it's completely strong throughout the whole way through i definitely think it's one that you know given the chance i would own it on vinyl so that's why it gets nice. the rating that it gets it, from it. it's pre-ordered for me so <laughs> that's right yeah i got it through vinyl me please oh that's yes yeah, that's right. I, told, I told you about whatever, it so see always looking out for you man <laughs> yeah i got that coming i got the john coltrane album the one that they put oh is it john coltrane and miles miles davis uh john coltrane yeah blue world yep that's it mm-hmm. i'm very excited for that one um so next week Next week. Angel Olsen yep. and Kim Gordon. Ooh, yeah. But let's do both of those. Perfect. I feel like that's a good pairing right there. Yeah. Um, I think we'll have some good things to say. Yeah. I, I've I've listened to the Kim Gordon album. I, I won't spoil it for next week, but whoo, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Angel Olsen. I heard some of the tracks leading up to it, but I haven't listened to the whole thing front to back. Uh, but I like those don't, songs. Uh, let me, let me say, time. don't listen to that one at work again. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Whew, it's, a little, it's a little heavy. All right. Well, I'm glad we didn't do two depressing albums this week, <laughs> back, one back to back. I, I would not have been able to deal with that. So, all right. So before we go here, I just want to let everybody know that we're going to record just a very brief bonus episode for y'all since we've been out. And also just because, quite frankly, there's been so much music coming out. We want to be able to broaden things like we... Like, these two albums are the only albums that we've been listening to. There's been so much out there. So we want to keep on giving some love to those other artists that normally we wouldn't devote to an episode on. So stay tuned for a bonus episode to come down the pipeline. So, well, I think we'll have to iron out what we're going to do with that one. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But just, we apologize we've been gone for so long. But, you know, life sometimes yes life 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 but we're still all, here. all good stuff all good stuff all good stuff but just you know yes bear with us thank you 
Thank you to all of our loyal fans out there. We got to start thinking about the 100th episode. And yeah, we're, kinda, we're getting close. Yeah, we we we, we got to do something special. Closer gotta. to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> So just a reminder, also, we're on G4DPodcast.com. You can find us on iTunes, mm-hmm. Stitcher, Spotify, Google Music, wherever you download your podcast from. Find us there. Give us five stars on iTunes. I'm missing anything? I don't think so, buddy. This right. this has been this has been a fun episode. Cheers to you. Cheers. Last little bit of coffee. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, Love y'all. you guys. Kisses. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see you next time on the next episode of G4D. AKA grounds for discussion. Ah, there, ah, there go. we go. Yeah. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> Bye. Caffeine induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4D podcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.